This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, Rabotei, today is the Hilula of Rabbi Baruch Toledano. So I just wanted to mention two things in regards to uh, Rabbi Baruch and how it can affect our war effort. Number one, it is, it is unbelievable that of all of the Chachamim, Rabbi Baruch had a special zikhut that his, all his children and his grandchildren are major marbitze Torah. They are, they, they were, they were all great rabbanim and their children, grandchildren opened up yeshivot and made a major, major impact in Eretz Yisrael and all over the world. Why him over many other chachamim that didn't have the zikhut? Didn't see that their children, their grandchildren followed in their way the way that we saw Rabbi Baruch did. So here's a story that Rav Benzion Mutsafi from Eretz Yisrael says, says over. That once he was walking in the street and he, Rabbi Baruch, was living in Bnei Brak, but we'd be many times in Yerushalayim. So he went to in Yerushalayim and pulled him over. He says, come, I want to show you and I want to tell you how to properly do Tikkun Chatzot. I guess he knew Rabbi Mutsafi's family is from the Mikubalim. So he says, I want to show you how, how I do Tikkun Chatzot. So yeah, it's known, Rabbi Baruch's Tikkun Chatzot, Rav Ozner used to be his neighbor, the great Posek, the Shevet Alevi, and used to hear him cry from the other end, and he used to see his Yirat Shamaim. It's no, I also mentioned another time, that one time Rav Chaim Kanievsky, when he was a young uh, Avrech, he walked up all the flights of stairs to go to Rabbi Baruch's apartment, knocked on the door, he says, yes. He says, can I come in? He says, yes. Rav Chaim Kanievsky sat down and looked, at, uh, and looked at Rabbi Baruch for 20 minutes, and he didn't say anything. So Rabbi Baruch said, can I help you? He said, no, my father said, I have to see you. I have to come to you to, to learn Yirat Shamaim from you. He didn't say a word. He, and then he left. <laughs> so, so, so either way, Rabbi Baruch was, was, was Tikkun Chatzot. He would cry and cry in the Churban. And how they did in Morocco, they sat on the floor and then they did Kinot. And they would say, they, they would cry. And he tells him, after I finish all Tikkun Chatzot, I don't have any more any strength to learn. So what do I do? I, I pray for each one of my children. And I mention each one by name. And then each one of the grandchildren. And I pray for them. And I each one, one by one, I go through. And that takes a while. And every single time he would do this, he prayed that they should follow. He says, even though they're tzaddikim, some of my children, my children, they're tzaddikim, but I want them to follow. Who knows? They always have to stay in that path. And that is the answer how he was zocheh to all these generations. That's an unbelievable story. Number two, he gives us the secret how to win the war effort. You know, Kitzur Shulchan Aruch is becoming more and more popular these days. And it's, uh, it's based mostly on the Kafachaim. But a lot of times he adds in Min Hagim, and he also adds in in one particular place, a very long, long discussion, where he doesn't usually do this. But what's his discussion? He says like this, in Perekuf Yudalef Ot Lamed, he says, this year, he writes, which was the year Tafshin Yudalid, which is the year 1954. He says, I, I, uh, I went to Eretz Yisrael and to Europe, and I visited the yeshivot and the synagogues of the Ashkenazim, and she give them long life. And I saw their midagdeg bin mitzvot. And their marbitze Torah berabim. And they, they spread Torah. And they have a lot of students. And that, that are sitting. Until they're all geone Torah. They're great rabbanim. Fortunate they are. Yirbuka motab Israel. But I will tell you. Emet lamito. That I saw one thing that I didn't like. 
And that is when we do Hazarat Ashats, even if there's six or seven people, they, there's, they do it only with six or seven people. And then they speak during Hazara and the Kaddish. Also people who learn Torah. And there's people who learn Torah during Hazara. And what happens is they don't pay attention on the Brachot, the Amenim, and the Kaddishim. And I have a lot of pain from this. And I rebuked them. It's known that once Rabbi Baruch was in the great yeshivot, and he saw them talking, he was with the Zoljil he went in the middle, in the bima, your father, maybe your father was there at that time, uh, Rabbi Biton's father, Rabbi Shimon Biton's dad, Avbedin Marseille, he was there at the time, Baruch gets in the middle, and he's, he slams on the bima, and he's starting giving them Musar. That's, that's what he's talking about over here. And he says, and he says, I want to tell you a story, that first of all, that the Bet Yosef writes how it's important to say Yeshmir Abba with a loud voice, and that nullifies all types of Gizerot Raot. Continues Rabbi Baruch, and he says that that uh, that the, the, he brings a Zohar Kadosh and he brings a Kafachaim and Simikuf Chavdalit that says an unbelievable story that it had happened at the time of Rab Mordechai Yafe. He was one of the great students of the Rama. He wrote a commentary called the Levush. Now, the Levu, the, the Ramadi learned, was learning the secrets of the Ibur, of all of the, of all of the secrets of the moon and, and the calendar, very difficult subject, from, from Rav Abuhab. I don't know where they met each other, but they met each other and that's where they learned. Now, as they were learning, Rav Abuhab was teaching, the son of Rav Abuhab was a little boy, said a bracha, yeah, tinuk, and they didn't answer, everybody answered Amen, but Rav Mordechai was busy and he didn't answer Amen. When he saw this, when Rav Abu saw it, he got so upset, he, 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 he exocommunicated the, uh, the Levush. And the Levush was very pained by this for 30 days. He, 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 uh, he accepted upon himself the rebuke. But after 30 days, the Rav was still upset. He says, Rav, I understand that I did wrong. Why are you so upset at me? He says, listen, I love you so much. More than my son even. But you should know that at that moment I knew that you were liable for Chaz Shalom to die. And since, since you didn't answer Amen on the brach of this child. And I will not accept your mechila until you go around and you give a drasha in public in every place where you go. And you say over the following story. What's the following story? There was in Spain, before the great Gezerot that there was Spain's of excommunication in Spain. There was one great Hasid that was very beloved to the king. And every time the king wanted to expel the Jews from his kingdom, uh, before the 1400s, even 1300s, or whatever, I don't know when, when he was saying, but, but he says he wanted to expel the Jews every time from his kingdom. So the Rav would go, and he would speak to the king, and says, listen, they didn't do anything wrong. And the king would accept his, uh, his, uh, his, his, his plea, and he would let the, the Jews off. One year, the Jew, there, the, the, this happened once again, and they, he said that the Jews have to be expelled. And the Rav went to the king and he started pleading his case. So the Rav said, okay, it's Mincha time now. I have to go pray anyways. So the Rav went to his corner to pray Mincha. And at that time, the king started, started, uh, started, uh, <coughs> started, uh, uh speaking to the, to, to the public and to the Rav. And he started, he, he started speaking. And, and the king started giving a lot of brachot. So he saw the king is giving a lot of brachot. He said, it's a good time for me to pray mincha. So he went to the court and started praying mincha. And at that time, the Rav said, everybody answer, Amen. And the Rav was in the middle of tefillah. He didn't answer, Amen. 
So there's a priest there, Yemachshimo. He says it's a good opportunity to get everyone in trouble. So he said to the king, look, now your bracha is not going to be fulfilled because he didn't answer Amen. King got very upset. He got so upset at his beloved uh, Rav. He, 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 he made a decree that this Rav is going to be, is going to be executed, killed, and his limbs torn. A horrible story. And that's what happened. And the Jews had to be expelled. It was a horrible, horrible story. So there was one Rav that got so bothered by this. He says, this terrible tragedy, that's what happens because, he, because of this thing, well, what's going on over here? So HaKadosh Baruch gave to this Rav in a dream and said, you should know. There was a, a terrible, terrible gzira. And every time there's a terrible gzira because Abenei said they answer Amen and, and then, then, then we're able to get rid of this gzira. But this one time, this, but this one time, it seemed the, the Rav didn't answer, uh, the Bnei Israel not answering Amen on their Kaddish and on their Brachot properly. And that didn't have the Zichut to protect the Gzira that we were supposed to have. There was a Gzira. Why doesn't say? But Amen always protected the Zichut. And in this particular time, this, this, uh, this HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave a Midah Keneged Midah. That's the prophecy Hashem knows nowadays. He shows tit for tat. And because this this Rav didn't answer Amen to the Brach of the King. That wasn't what mattered, but it was a sign that this is what I, this is what I'm telling you that you, uh, unfortunately, didn't have that protection because of answering Amen Yishmir Abba, and because of that, you should go and give a, you give a drasha. So Rabbi Baruch says, look at the importance of answer Amen and Brachot, and we're busy in Bet Knesset. We sometimes look at our phone and and whatever else, and we forget to answer Amen and Brachot. That's lack of protection. That is the protection that we have to have during these days. And that's what Baruch said in that time, and it's so applicable in our times. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.